coming to you live on tape from the beautiful Campbell Bell Building on the Square in Fayetteville, Arkansas. It's time for Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Adam Robison, and you have landed on another episode of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio right here at Business Radio X. I'm so excited that you're here today, and I'm excited about our guests that we're going to get to here in just a minute. Listen, if you're a listener of Business Radio X and Northwest Arkansas Business Radio, really want you to consider our Hometown Heroes program. That's a community partnership that allows your small business and your solo business to come on and be featured on Northwest Arkansas Business Radio for just a small fee each month. That's $125. That's going to give you access to do a couple of podcasts over your six-month membership. We're going to include your name when we sponsor certain events and do business out in the community. It's a way for you to leave your mark and be known as a hometown hero. So if that if that's interesting to you, go ahead and, and contact us here at the station. That's Adam at NWABRX.com. Adam at NWABRX.com. Shoot me an email and ask me about the Hometown Hero program because, let's face it, you know if you've got the hero stuff inside of you and you know that there's a time when heroes have to stand up for their business, and I think we're in one of those times. So... With that being said, I'm super pumped to have a friend of mine, a recently new friend. We've just started talking. We've kind of been frequenting the same space, but didn't really talk that much. And what we've learned is through our conversation, we have a lot in common. And so this is my new friend, Jason Freeman. Jason, welcome to the podcast. Well, glad to be here. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me on. Absolutely, man. I'm so glad you're here. Now, Jason, you own a company called Elevation Finance, right? Yes, that's okay, right. Okay, so... Introduce Elevation Finance to our listening audience. Elevation Finance, we help uh, small businesses and nonprofits with their bookkeeping and managerial accounting. So accounting and finance is a a super technical field, an area of um, part of your business that you have to manage and make sure that you have a good pulse on, make sure you understand your numbers. So we help small businesses and nonprofits navigate all of that. Wow. That sounds really complicated. I don't mind telling you. I've never been a numbers and cents kind of guy. Have you always been a numbers guy? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I've always sort of had an affinity towards math, even if I wasn't good at it. Um, I struggled when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Uh, Elementary school didn't make a whole lot of good grades. I actually had to... Uh, I made a D or an F in pre-algebra. I uh, took pre-algebra seventh grade, had to redo it in the eighth grade. Oh, man. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I just started working harder at math uh, and and uh, just fell in love with it. Yeah. Uh, I'm no mathematician. I can't do all the high-level physics that other people can do. Uh, but I do like um, – the challenge of a mathematical problem and coming to a solution. So that's when I started getting a closer and closer relationship with numbers and um, went to school for accounting. Um, and there's a story behind that, but uh, <laughs> that's because I like I like numbers and, and creating order. Man, that sounds fascinating. I, I tell you, I took an accounting course in high school. Um, I thought it was going to be an easy course. What I learned was that is so much more of a complicated field 
than I ever realized it was. And so kudos to you for doing it. Let, let's get to know Jason Freeman just a little bit, okay? So um, I'm really curious about finding out the stories of, of business owners who come on our show. Um, have you always been a Northwest Arkansas kid? Nope. No, uh, my father was in the Air Force, so we oh, spent my yeah. entire childhood moving around, uh, bounced all over the place, born in Oklahoma City, um, moved to Alaska. I don't remember much at all about the first time that we were there. Uh, New Hampshire, my dad was deployed a couple of times, uh, made our way back to Alaska when I was a teenager, and then um, came, he was stationed in Missouri. Hmm. And then uh, there's another story about how I actually made it to Northwest Arkansas. Uh, that's because of my wife. Um, met her. Again, a bit of a complicated story. I don't think we need to get into <laughs> it. But eventually, I was going to school at the University of Missouri to be an engineer, a civil engineer. That's why I got introduced to it when I was a junior uh, in junior high. And um, uh, I wasn't a very good uh, engineer I needed money for college, so I joined the National Guard. But mm -hmm. I wasn't leaving until October, and the semester ends in May, and I needed something to do in the meantime. My uncle, who does drywall down here, uh, invited me down, said, hey, we got a place for you to live until you leave for basic training. So I learned how to do drywall and uh, met her. And then after meeting her, we moved here to Northwest Arkansas, finally graduated from the U of A, switched from engineering to accounting because mm. although I love numbers, physics was really difficult and calculus too did exactly what it should have done and it weeded me out of the engineering <laughs> field. <laughs> um, something about working functions backwards was pretty difficult for yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, and I liked numbers, so I'm like, what, 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 um, what is a simpler math uh, that would be a good fit for me. I love numbers. I love finance. I love putting things in order. And a um, friend turned me on to accounting. And I knew from the first class, I mean, literally the first week of switching to accounting that I had done the right thing. Mm, I love that kind of story, man. That's that's so good. Um, so now that you, you've been an accountant finance guy for how long now? Oh, uh, more than 20 years. Okay. Yeah. So I'm the first accounting position I took was actually an um, accounting assistant at Simmons Foods over in Salem Springs. Mm -hmm. um, again, one more confirmation that I was I was doing the right thing. I was on the right path. Uh, and so graduated from there. Um, I was deployed immediately after graduation. So, uh, you know, 9-11 happened. Um, took some time out to school. We were deployed to Fort Huachuca, Arizona, mm -hmm. came back, finished school. I absolutely did college the hardest way possible. <laughs> so I got married. Um, my wife got pregnant <laughs> within the first two months. That tends to happen. It was, you know, you know, uh, that's that's why they say wait. Right. Uh, if you're if you're a young adult out there, that's why they say to wait. <laughs> Sometimes you can get the order um, out of out of the right sequence. But anyway, uh, in God's timing, it's never the wrong sequence. There you but, go. But uh, so CJ came along. I had to take another year off of school to get us financially stable. Eventually, I finally graduated. But immediately after graduating, we were deployed over to Kuwait in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom. Uh, when I came back, I was an investment advisor with Arvest. But then um, through a series of decisions, I decided to go back to Simmons Foods, where I was a plant accountant, uh, and then eventually got to Walmart, where... Um, 
I was on the finance team for import distribution center operations. So I got this plethora of experience, both in the accounting and the finance world. Uh, and I love that. I love accounting is everything historical. It's what's led up to now. And then there's the present moment. And then there's the finance function, which says, okay, let's look forward. What do we do to maximize returns for various reasons, shareholders, profits, investments, uh, to make sure that we're strategically placing our company, our business in the best possible path going forward? What do we do with the resources we have to position ourselves for success in the future? That's finance. And I get to do both. I've done both for 20 years. And right now, helping small business partners, uh, that's exactly what we get to do all the time, every every time we meet. Man, that sounds exciting. I bet you you, you finish the day, uh, most days, uh, feeling pretty good about yourself, right? And what you get to do for clients and customers. I, I do. I do love the challenge, especially when a new client comes in. Uh, most of the time, it's, I went to go see my CPA, went to go file taxes, told him where I was, and he said that I need to come talk to you. So usually that tax preparer says, uh, we're not ready to actually file the taxes. We don't have the data in the right order. Mm -hmm. It's not communicating the right information. You need to create the financial statements. I love taking that new client from, I don't even know where I'm at, to a fully fleshed out financial statement, income statement, balance sheet, and send them back to their CPA and then usually it's a seven to 12 question process mm. and they're done. They're back out of there. And then every year going forward, because we're staying on top of all of their information, uh, it's it's a seven to 12 question process, mo- mostly centered around what assets did you acquire? What did you dispose of? Uh, and how should we handle that on an accelerated depreciation uh, schedule? How do we help you, again, strategically? Uh, position your small business for success in the future, you make those decisions and then you're back out of there again. It should mm. be a simple process mm-hmm. if if we've done our job right on the bookkeeping side to make sure that all of the data is saying what it should say. Yeah. So I, I love what you just said there. It ought to be a simple process, mm-hmm. right? And I know that there are there, there, has to be listeners out there in uh, Northwest Arkansas that are saying, you know what, the finances of my business, the accounting in my business is nothing close to simple. Um, and, and they're looking for ways to to find simple, right? Now, one of the things we've been talking about, and we're going we're gonna to make a little announcement right now, if that's okay with you, uh, and that is that, that Jason is getting ready to launch a podcast right here on Northwest Arkansas Business Radio called The Handoff. Because there's a moment when businesses have to hand off their accounting and finance to someone else, um, and and you're going to have a podcast that talks about some of the decisions that are made in that time. You're going to talk to small business owners and all that other good stuff. Um, but when you have someone who looks at their finances and says, ugh, this is a mess. I don't know where to go from here. How do you how do you go from where they're at right now to simple? I'm sure it's a process, but what do you do when someone brings you a mess and they know it's a mess, right? They feel bad. They may even pat you on the shoulder and apologize a little bit. I have had that happen. Okay, so what's what's that process look like for you? Okay, so um, one of the things that we're going to do right off the bat is get you uh, set up on an accounting software, and for me, that's QuickBooks. And, okay. Uh, all, to all the accountants out there who know what I'm about to say, uh, 
QuickBooks is hyper-intuitive. It knows uh, it's going to ask you a question, and then it knows how to do the technical debits and credits on the back end so that the business owner themselves don't really have to think about it. What we're going to do is get you connected to QuickBooks, set you up an account, connect all of your banking and financial information, your bank statement or bank accounts, credit cards, make sure that that's all connected and linked. And then we're going to start going through the process of categorizing every single transaction. Mm. And, and I will tell you one of the things that I am often surprised at, even if they come from a CPA or the client has had a bookkeeper before, I have, I've seen this before and it, stuns me a little bit, but they've never reconciled their bank accounts or their credit cards. Is that right? Uh, and, and to that point, you know, QuickBooks is wonderful and it's awesome, but it does have duplicate uh, duplications sometimes. Um, bank feeds might uh, feed in on two different days, but it's the same transaction. So mm -hmm. instead of double booking that, we need to make sure that it's reconciled to the actual financial activity that took place. So we're going to clean all of that up. We're going to get it all categorized. We're going to reconcile it to your financial records, and we're going to make sure that that ties out to your balance sheet and your income statement. When we have all of that in place, I'm going to circle back to the client and make sure. Usually there's other things too. So uh, we, we don't have time to get into it on this particular podcast, but if you're invoicing clients, there is a significant opportunity to duplicate sales. Mm. If you don't have a good accounts receivables process, it, I see it frequently and it's okay because we're aware of it. We look for it. We look for duplications in your, your ledger activity and we make sure we clean all of that up. So mm -hmm. once your receivables and your bank statements tie out to each other, we know we have good, solid financial statements to send you back to the CPA and get your taxes done. Wow. That that, that was an incredible answer, I got to tell you, um, because we didn't plan to ask that question. I just kind of threw it in, but clearly you know your stuff. Um, let, let's back it up, though, from, from that from that specific answer, maybe to a more uh, 25,000 feet or 40,000 foot view. If you're talking, it, I want you to talk to the business owner now who says, I know it's time for the handoff. I, I just, I, I just can't make myself do it. If you had some advice for those people today, just to give them some peace of mind about handing over literally a piece of, of, of their business. Some of us think of it as our baby because it becomes a very personal thing when you own a small business. It is. So if, if you're going to give those people some advice about just preparing their heart and head for the handoff, what might you say to them? I don't feel guilty about handing this off. Accounting in the finance world is a super complicated technical piece of your business. And and I, I think a lot of business owners, I know for a fact that a lot of, it's not just business owners, a lot, of, we do this as humans. We think we have to own everything. Mm -hmm. And by owning everything, we should be doing everything. We need to separate that line of thinking. There's a difference of being responsible for something and being the person who gets it done. You're the business owner. It is your baby. You've invested your life. You've invested resources. Maybe you've even taken out loans, leveraged the house. Um, you are heavily invested in it, not only your past, your present, but also potentially your future. 
But you shouldn't feel guilty about handing off this piece, this function, this responsibility to somebody who literally can roll up the sleeves and do the work for you. Hmm. You're still responsible for it. That's why you need to be having periodic meetings. Um, you, I, I'm, again, a little bit surprised how many people have a bookkeeper or they say they have somebody who does this work, but they at best meet once a year. Well, you're not having a strategic discussion no. then at that point. No. You don't have a pulse on your numbers. You have no idea what the performance is actually looking like. It's almost damage control, right? Pretty well. Or would you even consider it that? I'm not even sure I would consider it that because wow. things can get out of hand very quickly. Okay. So let's say you have a interest sensitive loan in your in your business and interest rates we know have been rising um Almost every, almost every quarter for the past two years. If you don't have a pulse on that and what that's doing to your cash flow, how do you know when you're about to run into a period where you don't have any more cash? Hmm. If you can't see the if you can't see the pitfalls coming, if you can't see the cash shortfalls coming, you can't strategically plan for them. Mm-hmm. So if you're not meeting periodically with your bookkeeper, with your accountant, uh, I don't know how you're going to navigate the future very well. Mm-hmm. Some people you could just make up a Great revenues hide a whole lot of sins. That's true. Um, but if you're not, if you don't have a heavy cash flow at the end of every single month, um, I don't know how you're going to navigate the future with with all of these variables that are constantly coming at, mm-hmm. at us as business owners. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, right there, you, 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 you got what you paid for here. That answer right there was worth the price of admission. And this is why he's bringing his knowledge and expertise to Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. I'm telling you, this is a guy who not only knows the details about what he's doing, but he can speak to the heart issue behind what he's doing as well. And so on this show that we're going to do or, or feature right here, you're going to be the host. You're going to bring on, I think the first episode, you said you, 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 you want to have a conversation with your wife and just have a conversation with our listeners about some of the decisions that go into launching your own business, uh, making sure that everything's paid, some of the stress. I know me and my wife could be a guest on that show just because we're going through it right now. Yeah. Um, there's there's something incredibly personal, um, not just about owning a small business, but when you're putting your plan together and you're executing that with the person that you love more than anybody else on this planet, right? And so um, just a little bit of a personal question. And if you don't want to go here, we don't have to. But um, I consider myself really lucky to have someone like that on my side. So when you think about everything that your wife has done for you during this process, um, what what do you want to say about that? I can't I can't raise my eyebrows big enough. I can't uh, I couldn't open up my heart wide enough to let you guys know uh, how much of a tre- tremendous support she has been. Oh wow! Um, so you know we've got we've got kids that are college age. Um, somewhat still dependent upon us. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to do, we're doing everything we can to make sure um, uh, one of them at least graduates debt-free. The other one um, had his time in school and that wasn't his thing. We knew that. That's yeah. not a surprise to us. Well, uh, and this is going to be controversial to some, but school isn't for everyone. I don't believe. It's I mean, I went all the way through school, but then I had a kid that went the community college route. I have another kid that went the four-year college route. And then I've got two other kids who are actually three other kids who are saying, yeah, I don't think college is for me. 
I have a master's degree and two bachelor's degree, but I could tell when my son was a sophomore in high school, we didn't need to be going down that yeah. path. It's, <laughs> it's, he doesn't, he's not a lover of scholastics. Yeah. He doesn't dig into the books. It doesn't excite him in mm-hmm. any way. It is a constant grind to get homework done for him. College is not the right avenue no. for him. My daughter, however, totally different. She loves everything she reads. She absorbs um, information. Uh, she loves dialogue and talking about it. She loves being philosophical. Um, that's an avenue for her. That's mm-hmm. a path. But it's not for my son. And in college isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. And with the um, 6% compounding raising of uh, tuition costs, we need to completely reevaluate what a good return on investment is to mm-hmm. send our kids to college. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Because, uh, listen, I know that I'm getting to do things today that I wouldn't have gotten to do if I didn't go to college, but those were the things I wanted to do, right? Like, it was my interest. I've always been a lifelong learner. I'm not an avid reader, but I do like reading to discover a piece of information mm-hmm. that I didn't know about. To me, that's like that's like conquering a hill, right? Yep. My kids would rather go out and, and, and build something or do something with their hands. And, and you know, I'm more of like, I, I need a manicure. <laughs> and so we're very different uh, people in that regard, but that's okay. That's what makes this earth and, and the community of Northwest Arkansas so great is we have such a different, diverse population of people that make this place up. And so, yeah, there are some things you can't. You, you couldn't do, you won't be successful at if you don't go to school, if you mm-hmm. don't go to college. My daughter wants to be a lawyer. I was an accountant. And as much as I would like to get away from the college model for accounting and finance, um, I, there there's not there's not much of a better option out there. You're going to have to go to school. It is very technical. There's, you know, there are fields out there where you just have to have the knowledge yeah. and gain the experience. I don't want my medical doctor getting a certification from who knows what <laughs> online right? and then doing surgery on me. I'm, I don't have a lot of faith, confidence, or trust in him. Why? Because all of that education along the way is super valuable. But there's other degrees out there and other interests that we like to pursue yeah. in the college that you don't need. You can learn uh, in a totally different avenue or perspective um, and, and the price that we're paying for college, it just isn't going to provide that return. No, that, that that's the truth. And so, um, gosh, uh, this has been an exciting conversation. Just just one or two more questions, and we'll close this up for the day. Um, so, Elevation Finance, um, it, it, it's it's the business right now that, that you are loving, putting your life into, working hard. Um, tell me, what's the five-year plan, 10-year plan look like for Elevation Finance? Uh, tell, tell your listeners where you plan to go with this business. Yep. Um, so we want to help uh, every small business owner and every um, person who's got an idea for a, a nonprofit startup, even if you're a current nonprofit organization, uh, we can help in both uh, both venues, um, for profit and nonprofit. Uh, and it's two different accounting structures, slightly different accounting structures, but they're very impactful and they're very meaningful. So you've got to know the rules between a for-profit and a non-for-profit. Not everybody knows all of those mm-hmm. rules. Uh, so we want to help every everyone who's in this area who recognizes that it's time to do a handoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, for whatever reason, they've reached that point where they realize as much as they intended to learn all of this stuff and 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 
forge ahead on their own and take care of their own bookkeeping. They recognize that their time is better spent. There's a better return on investment of their time by handing this off and letting somebody else be responsible for all of the categorizations, bookkeeping, reconciliations, and financial reporting so that they can spend their efforts driving their business forward. If you're that person, we want to talk to you. We want to help you. Uh, we we can do all of the heavy lifting, the, all of the back office heavy lifting for accounting and finance, and we can have conversations with you so that you are strategically putting yourself in a position for success. We, those are the people we want to help. I have staff accountants that do a lot of the day-to-day um, categorizations and initial bank reconciliations. And then I step in, <clears throat> especially on the managerial side, to make sure that the financial reports are right, mm-hmm. that they're accurate, that they're being done on time. And then we're going to have conversations with the business owner um, about what they want to do, how they want to grow. And eventually there's those those conversations of, okay, I've reached a place of success. I'm either ready to sell this or I'm ready to hand this off to someone else. Mm-hmm. And we start talking about succession planning. And then that needs to be a part of the conversation for every business owner is where you're at, where you're headed, how you want to accomplish it. And uh, eventually how you're going to have the business continue going forward with or without you. Wow, man, I'm telling you, he opens his mouth and knowledge just pours out, folks. It's it's good stuff. Uh, tell me, Jason, I, I know that that our listening audience is going to get to know you as they as they come to love and follow um, the, the handoff, the podcast. If people want to get in touch with you between now and then and, and maybe follow you on your socials or learn more about your business, how can people do that? So the initial would be get connected at elevationfinance.net. That's .net. So okay. get connected, one word, at elevationfinance.net. That would be the initial easy way to reach out. Um, that's an email address that I'm I pay attention to every single day. Okay, great. So you you heard it here. The best way to get a hold of him there, uh, we, we put the graphic across the screen just in case you didn't hear him. Uh, however, if you're driving and listening to this, don't wreck your car trying to read something on your phone. Uh, we don't want you doing that, but uh, just know that you can find that address there on YouTube. Uh, Jason Freeman, been an outstanding conversation today. Thank you so much for coming on Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You it, made this easier than I thought it was going to be. I'm telling you it's easier than everybody thinks it's going to be I appreciate just that. sit around and, and and making friends man it's what we get to do here and it's why you listen because every single time you listen to northwest arkansas business radio my hope is that you're making a new friend too so for northwest arkansas business radio my name is adam robison and we will see you next time